All right, so this is going to be my first attempt at the Ultimus Week podcast. I considered doing it for a little while, but just kind of never really got around to it. So um, here we go. I'm going to do the two of the Tier 2 tasks for about 10 minutes each. So I'm going to start right now with the number 10 task. Describe your player and or team's journey throughout this last season. What were the highlights? What were the lower points? What might have you done differently? What are your expectations for next season? So I'm going to do both my player and the Yeti as a whole. I'm going to start off with the Yeti as a whole. So we in Colorado had kind of a rough start on the season. We started 1-3. and three. Our one win was a blowout win against Berlin, but we lost to Yellowknife. Uh, we lost to Sarasota, and I believe we lost to Austin also. Yes, uh, we lost 33-27 to Sarasota, 25-18 to Yellowknife, and 34-21 was a really surprising loss to Austin at home. And that was really kind of our, our theme throughout the season, was for some reason we just couldn't get a consistent home win. Like, we, we, we went 7-1 and one on the road, incredibly, but for whatever reason, at home, we just, we, I think we ended 4-4 four four at home. But that took a massive win streak to end the year. And that struggle at home nearly cost us the uh, spot at the playoffs, and probably should have, if not for some incredible luck to end the season. Uh, but really, it was that um, that mid-season winning streak we went on from weeks five to weeks nine against Chicago, then Baltimore, then Philly, then Orange County, and then New York, where we just won five straight games, and that really put us back into contention for the season. Went from one and three to uh, six and three, and uh, I believe at the time we were sitting fairly firmly in either the third or fourth spot in this conference, and. Then we enter the last stretch of the season from about week 10 to week 16. Uh, didn't have a great start. We lost to Chicago, uh, but then we bounced back against Baltimore and Philadelphia. And both of those games were games that we were assumed to win. Baltimore, we won very comfortably. Uh, Philly, we kind of slipped past for like a last second stop, but uh, we ended up winning that one all the same. And the one that I really wanted to go into was this game these last stretch of four games, starting week 13 against Yeldenife, then we had one against Berlin, then we finished two straight road games, one against Sarasota, and one against Honolulu. Now, this was the stretch that really determined whether or not we would make the playoffs to end the year. Obviously, as a lot of people know, it was Colorado versus Yeldenife for that uh, third and final playoff spot in the NSFC. And a lot of people in Colorado, and I also assume in Yellowknife, considered this Week 13 game against Yellowknife to be the one that would decide whether or not Yellowknife or Colorado made the playoffs. And what ended up happening was, was that we dropped a game in a blowout, 52-28, lost to Yellowknife, and so myself and a lot of people ended up saying, well, it's probably going to end up being that Yellowknife takes that third spot, and Colorado once again for the second year in a row misses the, uh, misses the playoffs. But then suddenly we had these... Last three games, we had Berlin and Sarasota. Berlin, we won by three points. And then, really, I think the Sarasota and the Honolulu last two games deserves a, a, a much deeper dive than I could really do here. But if you really look at it, two road games against the two top seeds of their respective conferences, Sarasota, obviously, the number one seed in the NSFC, and Honolulu, the number one seed in the ASFC, I don't think anybody was really giving Colorado a chance to even sniff the playoffs at this point, considering we needed to win out, or at least win, not lose a single game, as I think would be the more uh, accurate 
depiction. We needed to not lose a single game against Sarasota or Honolulu. And we needed the Yellow Knack to drop a game against either Baltimore or Philadelphia. And I think at that point, I, I, I believe I put our playoff chances at this point at somewhere around a 33%, and I was being kind. But then we go on the road to Sarasota. We wait, we blow them out. Oh, sorry, we, we, we beat them 38-34 uh, with probably one of the most exciting fourth quarters you'll ever see. Uh, a lot of people, I'm sure, will still remember. Really, Lim had that touchdown 12-yard pass from Caliban. And then the immediately following play on the first play of the drive with the block takes a 75-yard touchdown pass from Mike Boss Jr. And then immediately following that play, Leroy Jenkins, the wide receiver for Colorado, took a 75-yard touchdown pass. And so in about three plays, it took almost all the time in the fourth quarter off the clock because of the weird way the clock works in this sim. We had an incredible back and forth that kind of, I don't know if anybody else remembers this game from, I believe it was 2015. It was... Uh, Baltimore at home versus Minnesota, and if you haven't rewatched those last uh, last two minute highlights, you absolutely should because it's basically just that, but in real life, and it's incredibly exciting. And it's essentially just touchdown followed by touchdown followed by touchdown, and it's just like a ping pong game. Except the rest of the Sarasota game, this was a much more exciting game until that happened. And then we go on the road to Honolulu, a game that ended in the first ever tie in DDSPF twenty one. 30 to 30. Now, like I said, this was the first ever tie in this new sim, and this game also deserves a much deeper dive, as it was a lot more of a defensive game than you'd expect from a game where both teams put up 30 points. And really, I think this was the one where people were saying, there's no way Honolulu's been on a roll this season. You know, the, the Yeti last season had the same thing happen where they needed to win their game and they just couldn't get it done to get into the playoffs. So I don't know if anybody was giving us much credit. I'd have to, I haven't to—I have looked back at the predictions for Week 16, but I'm sure most people understandably chose the Haha Lua. But we start off fairly strong. We go up 7 nothing, and then Anululu gets a three, gets a field goal from Venus Powers, and then a touchdown, they're up 10-10. Sorry, 10-7, and then we bring it back 10-10, which is the only score in the second quarter. And then you've got the third quarter, which was the 13, the field goal from Banana, which puts, put us up 13-10 and 13-13 from Venus Powers. And then the game that, the, the play that I think most people expected to be the, uh, the, the backbreaker for Colorado was Caliban throwing a pick six to linebacker Henrik Kakpu, who returned it 51 yards and scored a touchdown. But then again, incredibly, with the Yeti seeming ability to just copy other players at will. Melvin Murdermoose, who I think should at least get nominated for Defensive uh, Player of the Year, then copied that with her own 51-yard pick six. So suddenly we're tied 20-20. And then Cobra Kai gets a receiving touchdown from about nine yards out, and it looked like all might be lost because we were unable to score for like two or three straight drives. Luckily, defense stepped up and kept it a one-score game, and then with literally 59 seconds left, which in this sim is about two, maybe three plays if you're lucky, William Lim somehow breaks wide open for a 75-yard touchdown pass, which sends us into overtime. And then, of course, the ha-ha, Lua get a field goal, we get a field goal, time runs out, and uh, we tie. But it's really, you know, I don't want to use the term team of destiny lightly, 
But I really, I, if there was going to be a Team of Destiny, I don't see how it's anybody but Colorado. Because you, you don't see these Team of Destiny comments made about the very best teams, because they, they don't need the kind of luck that you're, you know, insinuating. But if you think about the way Colorado had to end their year, and not only how they had to end the year with not losing, but how we managed to win these games. Like I already talked about, Sarasota, that incredible last section of three plays where we take the lead, then we lose the lead, and then we take the lead with an incredible 75-yard touchdown both ways, which Sarasota only had happened to them one other time this season until we did it to them, and I don't think any other team had happened to them where they dropped the game at the last second like they did against us. And then having the exact same thing happen the very next week against Honolulu, where less than a minute left, you can almost assuredly say they're going to win the game and we're going to be eliminated, and then William Lem breaks open for a 75-yard touchdown pass. It's just, you know, I, 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 and then you had the thing happen where um, Yellowknife loses to Philadelphia and drops out of the playoffs when I think they were understandably extremely confident that they were going to be the ones to get it. I just don't understand how, you know, I, I think Team of Destiny is a very fair comment. Of course, we'll see uh, how that goes against, um, we have the game against Sarasota in a couple hours. So if they lose there, then it's, you know, it's just kind of dead and over, but... You know, I, I think just the ability to get as far as we have this season was an absolutely incredible feat. Now I want to talk about uh, my player, it's personally Joel Drake. Uh, I think I, I think I've got a pretty strong case for safety of the year. Um, yeah, I, I led all safeties in interceptions with six, which is also a career high for me. Um, didn't lead, and I, I'm also one of only like, I think 10 players with a defensive touchdown. And but it, it certainly wasn't easy getting to this place. So for for my season personally, I had a uh, I had an interception on like the third drive of the entire year. Like the very week one, Sarasota has like their second or third drive, and I get an interception. But then like after that game, I don't get another important stat for like <laughs> for I think it's somewhere around until like week seven against Philly is my next time I get a so I get one interception in week one and then don't do anything for week two, three, four, five, or six, and then we play Philly in in uh, week seven and I get one interception there. I don't do anything in week eight against Orange County and then I have my possibly game of the year in week nine against the New York Silverbacks with two interceptions when I return for a touchdown. Then I add another interception in week 10 against Chicago. And then I wait a couple more weeks and then I get another interception against Honolulu. So that it, really it's that, uh, that mid-season stretch that saved it after that dry run. Uh, a lot of people will be familiar if you're on Discord that I was kind of complaining fairly heavily that uh, the amount of struggles I was having. Uh, but then I, I, I promptly shut up after that midseason run. The stats of which are four interceptions, and one touchdown, and eight pass deflections, stretching over basically between our two Baltimore games, week six, starting week seven and ending week ten, and then of course adding that one final interception in week sixteen against Honolulu. And I was actually fairly certain that I was not going to get safety of the year because of that slow run after. That game against Philadelphia, I thought, well, there's absolutely no shot. I actually get this with only five interceptions. Uh, Maverick Bowie, uh, Tonzi's player, uh, she was catching up to me this entire time. You have to understand, I was at, oh, sorry, I was at five interceptions 
when the closest other like free safety was at one at the time. I was like way out ahead of the pack. And then basically as soon as ice dropped off my stats, Maverick Bowie suddenly starts intercepting quarterbacks left and right. And the next thing I know, we're both tied at five. And entering week 16, obviously I get my last, like I said, my sixth interception, which I think gives me a pretty good argument because nobody else had six. Um, and I win the, comp- the kind of mini competition that started between me and Bowie. And as that's for my player, um, obviously at the end of the year, because the last part of this is talking about what do you think is going to happen in the future? And I think, um, I think for Drake, the future is quite bright because he was already playing really well in a year where safeties were not, you know, largely not doing too well. And I think with the, the, the speed cap for one thing, which I've, which if I've done my math correctly, I should be able to hit that before the next season starts anyway. So I should be able to get back up to 100 speed, which is where I were before we uh, we switched Sims. Plus the uh, the athlete trait going down to 50 TPE instead of 100. I've already got the center fielder trait and I've already hit the uh, 75 endurance so I can afford, as soon as I can afford it, I can get the athlete trait right away. Uh, so there's pretty much no weaknesses left in Drake's game. And I, this was the year also that I was aiming to get safety of the year. Because if, as anybody who's talked about, who's talked with me has known, like I was kind of modern, modeling my career after um, Nola's safety, uh, Mason Blaylock, because he didn't have his first safety of the year until his third season in the ISFL, which is what I was aiming for. Uh, so I, I'm not going to say it's guaranteed or anything, obviously, but, you know, I, I'm certainly thinking that I've got a pretty strong chance. All right, so that's uh, that topic talked about. Next up, we're going on to task number 11. Uh, what is it that keeps you interested in the league? Is it your love of dot football, your locker room, a specific job or role you play, or something else? Uh, what do you like most about it? What could be improved? So I've talked about this for, for a few times also. Um, obviously, I'm going to start with the, uh, I don't want to call it the negative, because negative just kind of sounds like, you know, no stuff I dislike, but things I think could be improved. And I'm going to point to a series of articles I wrote a few weeks ago, which was, I can't remember what, quite what I titled them anymore, but I think I called them something like my perspective on the league. Um, but essentially, it was just things like what I think about different things about the league, which is what I called it. And um, it's 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 really for that that um, I think gets me my, my best perspective I could possibly do better than even talking about it. I've always been a better uh, writer than I am a talker. The League as I see it, that's what I called it, and I split it into uh, essentially four parts. Uh, and those different parts were the different things that I was talking about, things like player progression, how do I think earning TPE could be improved, uh, the economy, how do I think that could be improved, expansion, uh, so on and so forth. And... Really, you know, I don't just want to rehash from that, but that's where I basically put down all my ideas, is that I think certain things like parts of the economy, I think right now the the thing we're talking about with the league is you've got the really high-earning, max-earning players, people like uh, Frost, people like Infinite, and, and so on and so forth. They're kind of being artificially pushed down to being just maybe a little bit above kind of the casual players. And what I what I want to make very clear is I don't want to push down the casual players. I want, but I want the really good max earning players to be lifted up. It's it's kind of similar um, for those of you that play Madden. That uh, that for for years, Madden EA was trying to figure out how do you make the really good players like the Aaron Donalds and the T.J. Watts and the you know so on and so forth, the Patrick Mahomes, 
how do you make them stand out? Like, because those players, you know, those are the, supposed to be the real difference makers. And how do you really make it seem like those people, those are the ones that can really turn a game just all on their own because they're that good? And so what they decided to do was add in these superstar abilities and these X-Factor abilities. And I think that actually ended up working really well. That, you know, it didn't hurt other players to have it, but it just it made sure that you really knew that these specific players were the ones that you really you wanted more of them on your team. And those were the ones that really made a difference. And that's kind of, that's what I want to do. I don't want to hurt people who are casual. You know, I still want casual players in this league to be fun, but I want to make it very clear when you're on the field that these players, like, you, that the difference between the casual players and the ones that, like, really make a difference. And so, like I talked about, I think for earning, I think the economy could be balanced better. I think in terms of player progression, I think that uh, TP earning could be made to be uh, slightly more so. I don't want to make it harder, per se, but I want to make it clear that if you really put that extra effort in, you can get more, but you can still do just fine even if you're casual. And I think stuff like that, you know, making sure that we have more uh, more room so you're not you're like squishing players down to these certain boxes of these teams. I think right now I don't think we have enough teams. I said it before, I think we're at least two teams behind, if not four teams behind where this league should be. Uh, but I don't, you know, I don't really want to uh, touch too much on it. I think I've already explained myself um quite well in those articles that I wrote and if you really want to know what I think you can go back and uh, and read those uh, but now we get to be a lot more positive because I get to talk about um what exactly is it why do I hang around you know I'm like two months away from my one year anniversary or so I think it was like May 9th or something you know why, why am I still here almost a year later and uh, really it's, it's it's a multifaceted question which is great because I have to go on about this for about another six minutes <laughs> and I, I uh, you know, I like to start off by talking about, you know, it's just, I just think it's a, it's a great group of people. You know, I, 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 I very much divide who I hang out with for certain interests. Like I've got my group of people that I talk, you know, politics with. I've got my group of people that I talk theater with. I've got my group of people that I talk um, about sports with. You know, I, I divide myself like that. And I think for my, this fits very nicely into like two different niche interests of mine, which is sports and computer games. Because pretty much anybody you're going to meet in this league is here because they either really like football or they really like the idea of having a simulated uh, a game to play. And uh, so I, it's just a great group of people to have those two kind of niche interests intertwine. And really, I, I think that um, I've got a, you know, a decent reputation around the league, I'd like to think. And it's really that the reason that I can do that and be you know, a, a decent person is because I know that everybody else here is deserving and is uh, 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 needing of treatment like that. You know, and they, they, they're, they're always very um, reciprocal. And so that's that's one of the main reasons I come back is just because I enjoy interacting with people and I you know there are a lot of people that I would consider friends that I you know hadn't wouldn't have otherwise known or have any you know particular interest in beforehand. Um, I also think that as I touched on before that this this hits on a very specific, oddly specific niche for me, where it's like on one hand I'm a big fan of computer games, I'm also a big fan of football, and I you know I love this kind of storytelling and I like the ability to create things and this somehow like hits. All of those, you know, it's played on a computer simulation game. It touches on my favorite and pretty much only sport that I consistently follow in football, and I obsessively follow it. It we have this whole kind of fake universe that we've created, so you can have storytelling. Even something as simple as like the wiki page, you know, that has fake histories that you can decide anything for yourself what you want. You can make it, and you know, as I touched on before, 
even the what I'm doing right now, making a podcast, is something that I've been interested in, but I've never really had a, I've never had a reason to do it before. But now, you know, this league is consistently giving me material to use to make things like the videos that I make for fun or the these podcasts that I do that both earn money and I do quite enjoy doing. Normally a lot more scripted than this, but whatever. And I think it's just, it's the combination of all of that that you don't really get anywhere else. Like, as I said, I, I usually divide my myself between different groups of people, but this hits, like, everything for me. So it's it's, it's, it's quite a, a, an enjoyable experience for me. I think also it's, it's kind of a lucky factor that my player turned out to be to be quite good. You know, I, I, I think that for a lot of people, if their player, especially as their first impression, if their player sucks, it really drives them away. And there's nothing the league can really do about that. It's kind of a roll of the dice, especially depending on what position you, uh, you decide to go into. Like, there's a reason, there's multiple reasons, in fact, that um, we discourage first-time people choosing quarterbacks, and it's because... A, obviously, the amount of time that you need to put in to even have a chance of being a decent quarterback is extensive, and, you know, you don't really understand that until after your first player. And even though, in, like I said, it's just a chance, even if you do make sure that you you actually put in all the time necessary and you do everything that is needed of you to even have a chance of being a good quarterback, it doesn't mean that you necessarily will be. Like um, like Starboy with uh, Chika Fujiwara, like, he's been great around the league, and he's put in a lot more than enough time necessary to be a good quarterback but for years chica was not a very not a particularly good quarterback now he's playing a lot better now that he's on honolulu but before like if he was a completely new user that might be really discouraging that like i put in all this time why do i still suck and that might drive them away and so to bring that back to um, the reason i'm still in the league is because joel drake actually turned out to be quite good and i think that's just a combination of me putting in the time and just being lucky you know drake won like rookie Drake won, like, three awards, or, like, two awards in his first DSFL season, like, Rookie of the Year and, like, Defensive Back of the Year. And then in his second DSFL season, he won Safety of the Year and got nominated for Defensive Player of the Year, if I remember rightly. So it's that kind of a, that, 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 that confirmation that, like, you are doing the right thing, and you it just allows you to have a lot more fun. You know, like, when I root for the Baltimore Ravens, and when the Ravens suck, it's not a lot of fun... Uh, it's not a lot of fun to, uh, to to watch football, and it's kind of the same process here. Why do I, why would I want to put the time in if my player sucked? But the inverse is also true, which is my player is great, so I want to keep making him great and put all the work in that I absolutely need to. So, you know, somehow weeks turn into months, turn into multiple seasons, and now I'm here like almost four seasons into my player, and he's doing quite well for himself. And I also think just in general, this league has a, a, a great flexibility around it that you don't have to find yourself in one specific niche. Maybe maybe all you want to do is hang around with people at like the DSFL level. Just you just want to hang around with uh with new users. And that's absolutely a, a thing you can do. That's like Deadly is kind of the, uh, the 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 poster child of that. It really you know, Deadly player if you know him, he's on the Colorado Yeti right now, but he's mainly he hangs around uh, London and I, I I don't think he's ever D, uh, GM'd there, but he's basically been just a staple of the London LR for uh, months now, if not like over a year at this point, and he can choose to do that. That's entirely within. That's something he can do. Maybe if you want to be somebody who's more in charge of a team than, than maybe being as an individual player, then you can do that. You know, um, or you can do the opposite, which is what I'm doing. Which is I have absolutely no interest in being a part of any uh, decision making front office war room, whatever you want to call it. I can just focus purely on my player and let everything else kind of be as it is. Or you can choose to 
do both, or you can do neither and just be a part of some front office, or you can help run the league. Or it's just it's surprising the amount of flexibility that this league got out of a silly football simulation game. But at the same time, it really does show the wide-ranging talents of the community that they managed to make it and make it to a point that actually works quite well. So um, that about covers it entirely. I believe I've hit the 10-minute mark for both of my uh, my topics. Uh, so I think I'm just going to end it here. I don't really think I'm going to edit this at all. I think I'm just going to uh, just post it as is. So uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>